0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Be sure, go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, let us know what you think of the show. It's always great to read those things. Um, and we got a giveaway going on right now. We've teamed up with Boss to have an epic giveaway for this December, December 9th, 10th, and 11th. You and one other buddy of yours can come out to the Big Honker Lodge. Uh, three mornings of goose hunting, two afternoon duck hunts. Uh, you're going to win a case of Boss shot shells. And uh, two boss hoodies. So uh, that's a great little giveaway. All you got to do, uh, we, we've got all the rules posted on our on our Facebook page. So go to the Big Honker Podcast Facebook page. See what all you got to do to get entered to win. Because it's going to be a hell of a giveaway. So don't miss out. We're going to draw on November 9th. All right. And this podcast is brought to you by Die Bomb Industries. Guys, listen. The secret is out. It's 2019. Bird do not see in 3D. They're, they got monocular vision. They cannot focus in on one target. With both eyes, which means they lack depth perception. Save money, save room, save time with dive bomb silhouettes. It's the way to go in 2019. I mean, it's what we use every single day. They pass the torture test. They're tough as hell. The stake system is amazing. People are messaging me about them already. Um, Go to divebombindustries.com. You will not be disappointed, especially when springtime rolls around and you got to unpack the trailer. Listen, full bodies are fun until you got to find a place to store them. Actually, full bodies are not fun because I hate fucking lugging them in and out. Die Bomb, the silhouettes are the way to go. DiveBombIndustries.com. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Come with us. We've been around 25 years. We can take care of you on that goose or Duck Hunt. We've got lodging here in Texas. Uh, so you don't have to worry about anything. You just show up, start hunting. Uh, We've still got some dates available for this upcoming waterfowl season, so if you're not on the books yet and you're wanting to do something with your buddies, you better let us know something quick because it's coming up and we cannot be more excited. Stanfieldhunting.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, the best shot shell on the market. Bismuth is back in style. Brandon and the guys and ladies at Boss have just created a brand that is just unparalleled and nobody can fuck with it. I mean, they're just kicking ass. They're always selling out of their stuff. BossShotShells.com hits like a freaking freight train. You only got to use one. You're not having to shoot two or three times at the same bird. You hit it once and it's done. They've also started copper plating their, their pellets, and that's a denser pattern, more pellets on target. It, I mean, I'm telling you guys, it works and it works amazingly. Go to bossshotshells.com, see what all the hype is about because let me tell you, it's real. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're going to field duck hunt, we've talked about this on the podcast, at nauseum. You need five or six spinners. Lucky Duck has those spinners. Get them, you can get them with remotes, waterproof, whatever you want. Uh, Lucky Duck, they're the spinning wing decoy that we use. They're great. You can dunk them in the water, doesn't hurt them. Use the remote, so if you're hunting a spot that's got ducks and geese and you don't want them flapping when the geese are going, you can just turn them off with the remote. You don't even have to leave your blind. Uh, Lucky duck, check them out. We're also brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. No more fiddling around in the dark. Put these bad boys on your truck, your trailer, headlamp, make a light stand out of them, whatever you're going to do. Sea Light LEDs, they light up the world. Uh, Just great, great product. Great people over at Sea Light LEDs. Uh, you can really illuminate the sky. Sealightleds.com. I mean, you put them wherever you want. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics, also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you, the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to AthlonOptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. Finally, we're brought to you by William and Chris Wines, Texas wine, made here, made in high Texas. Chris and the, Chris and the gang are great customers of ours, and uh, they've introduced us. They've, they've changed our ways of shitty wine drinking. They make a great product. You can find them at uh, Central Food Whole Markets, all those great upstanding supermarkets, or you can go to their website, williamandchriswines.com, and they'll ship it to you. So If you're in the mood for a Texas wine, and you got a special occasion coming up, look no further. William and Chris dot com. And on this episode of the podcast, Jeff and I are finally back together again. He's been on the road. I've got LASIK eye surgery, so we're finally back. We get this uh, we get this one done. We just kind of talk about uh, the blizzard from up north. Uh, We talk about just kind of what's been going on around here. So anyway, here we go.
1: Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield.
0: I'm Andy Shaver, and let me tell you, the fucking flies have migrated into here. Goodness.
1: It's one fly.
0: It's two. But it's fucking all over me.
1: They were by me and Mingo. Hope they stay by you. So So you got your eyes done this weekend. Ooh. LASIK. Is uh, it, does it hurt?
0: It didn't hurt. It was uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. They give you a, a volume before I asked the guy, I said, does anybody ever turn this fucker down? And he said, yeah, sometimes he said, some guys, some guys get piss tested. Um, uh, I guess volume shows up on a piss test. I don't know, but so they give you a volume and then they give, they put these numbing drops in there and then, um, you kind of know what's going on. So that's what kind of makes it eerie. They put this clamp over your eye. That way you can't blink. And then they, uh, they bring the, the, the blade down that cuts your uh, lens off and you, you, fuck, you pretty well know what's going on. You can't really feel it. It's uncomfortable. Um, and then they just, yeah, they just shoot lasers in your eye and you fucking smell it burning. And,
1: How long does it take?
0: Uh, the, the, when I was in the chair, about 15 minutes
1: maybe. And your eyes are constantly held open the whole time?
0: Well, one is, yeah. Mm. But uh, it's numb. I Only mean, one of your eyes is red though. Uh, I got a little bit of redness on top of my on top of my right eye. Both eyes have, have some blood spots. But, um you imagine the first motherfucker they did that I on? I was talking to Jesse about that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, go ahead. Try that. Because they tell you, um, they so the drops that they give you keeps your eyes numb for 30 minutes to an hour. Okay, well, somebody's got to be the first one to tell you. It only lasts for 30 minutes or an hour. Mm. And then the pain, which I fucked up my sleeping pill, so I felt about 30 minutes of pretty good pain. Um, the pain only lasts three to four hours. Well, somebody's got to know it lasts three to four hours to be able to tell
1: you. Is it burnt? Is it a... Is, fucking do do like, your eyes... What's it feel like? Because if you get pain in your arm or your finger, but eye pain, I don't know if I've ever felt eye pain. Jalapenos, like on steroids.
0: Like it just fucking... Just burns. Burned and watered and it made my nose run. And um, so they, te- they give you a sleeping pill because they said the best thing, the best recovery is keeping your eyes closed, sleeping, and... Uh, so we did it at my, my appointment was at 4:45, and it takes about two hours for the whole process. So I left there about seven. They left a piece of, they left a piece of cotton under one flap. So they had to go back in and, uh, lift that flap off and, and take that cotton out. Um, so it was about seven when we left and they tell you, I, we, we had leftovers from the cheesecake factory in the room and I was going to eat and then I was going to go to sleep. But well, so I didn't want to take my sleeping pill until I got back to the to the hotel. Looking back, I read the directions and it says take take one sleeping pill right when you leave the the office, that way it started to hit you by about the time you get home and then you can take another one if you hadn't gone to sleep yet. Well, you know, I didn't I ate and took my sleeping pill and uh for about 30 minutes it was pretty bad and then I ended up taking the second sleeping pill and then I was out until Seven thirty the next day, but for about thirty minutes there, it was pretty painful. But it was my fault. Had I had I done, had I taken the sleeping pill right, I'd have slept right through it all. Wouldn't have even known. What the? Hell? I've never taken a Valium. What's it? I didn't notice anything. It just calms you down, basically, so you don't feel anxiety. I did Like I said, I, I didn't really notice anything.
1: Um, I just can't imagine me cutting on my fucking eye. God Almighty! But now you don't need glasses.
0: No, no, or contacts. With the LASIK, uh, so there's two different procedures. If you have an astigmatism or something like that, you do PRK. I did LASIK, um, the recovery time. So basically LASIK is, what I understand is they cut the flap open, take it off, repair your eye, and then put the flap back on. With PRK, they remove the flap and then they put contacts over you. um, And then the flap grows back over the next four, five, six days. So that recovery takes a little bit longer with LASIK. You know, it, it basically I had it done on Tuesday. Today's Thursday, and I can pretty well see everything. Everything's still kind of blurry, um, but yeah, I mean, it's I see just like I did with with contacts. Mm. Eric, my cousin, had PRK, and they put those uh, they put those contacts over your eyes, and they tell you don't drink to excess. And he got drunk. Drinking will dehydrate you. He got drunk, um, fell asleep, and of course, you know, you're dehydrated when you get fucking dr- this fucking fly is about to kill me. Uh, you get dehydrated, he goes to open one eye and it rips that rips that contact band-aid oh, off. Some of a bitch. And like his whole lens is just basically gone. And it he said it is the most pain that he's ever gone through. Had to drive to Wichita, one eye, basically. And they're like, Yep, you you, <laughs> you tore that you tore that lens off. And then they, I don't know what they had to do, but he said it was excruciating. Mm. I mean, I can only imagine the, the 30 minutes that I was awake was bad enough. I could not imagine having to drive myself with one eye, because you can't see one to fucking Wichita Falls an hour from here to have them do whatever they do. And I don't know what they did in that circumstance, but he, well, see- got, he sees fine now.
1: I got poked in the eye by a fucking stick one time on a hunt in a blind. I raised up, and it was dark still. And fucking stick went in my eye, and mm-hmm. God Almighty, I wanted to piss all down my leg. Oh, it hurt so bad. I but just it, can't imagine having to go. Ugh!
0: I just can't imagine the first person. Like, listen, we've got, we've kind of got an idea how we're gonna, how we can fix your eyes permanently. Let's try it. And that guy's like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I, would not be the first one. We're gonna just do one eye, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not Wait, doing if both of these. Fuck up. Let's see if it you works. still got one eye. <laughs> But overall, you know, it uh I'm 32. I've been wearing glasses since I was 12 or 13, so you know, I plan on living quite a while. So in the long run, this will pay for itself. Well, that's good. Not having to go to, you know, yearly eye doctors and paying for contacts and new glasses. It'll it'll pay off, hopefully. Well, that's good. I'm yeah. Glad they got the cotton out of there, though. <laughs> He said, though, he said that cotton will not affect your vision. He said it won't get infected. He said, really? He said, you would never know that we left it in there. He said, now, if you ever went to an optometrist again, they would see it in there and be like, what the fuck? They left some cotton in your eyeball. Mm. So they got it out. Nice guy. I went to the guy that does all the Texas Rangers LASIK, so trusted him. If a pitcher for the Rangers trust him enough with his eyeballs, then by I got this goose guy in West Texas Thinks he's good enough for his. So he's a
1: name dropper as a doctor, then. No, no. Like it, 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 I think it's just
0: he never talked about the Rangers at all. No, oh. it's just on the, the 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 sign, official Lasix provider for the Texas Rangers.
1: You know how far how far baseball has has fallen. The Yankees and the Astros are playing in the American League Championship mm-hmm. Series, and I guess last night it rained out or something. But nobody, you don't you don't see nothing about it. I mean, it just, it's just amazing how – and we live in Texas, and I've got a lot of Houston people on my Facebook and stuff, but yeah. you just don't see much about it. And they're fixing to play. The Washington Nationals are going to play in the World Series against hopefully Houston. And I hope Houston wins. I'm from Texas, so I'm going to pull for Texas team. But I don't really care. I just don't. I
0: saw Verland – I've just seen a couple clips from Facebook. I saw somebody took Verlander deep.
1: But see, I mean, you don't. But yeah, I mean, I don't. But just a, a Monday night football game, like New England and the Jets, a sucky Monday night mm-hmm. game, will probably draw more people than they will to the Houston Yankee game for the yeah. American League Championship. It's just crazy how far baseball, which used to be America's sport,
0: it just uh, times have passed. Yeah. It's Hugh- not, not baseball that
1: great. is a great radio. To listen to sports on the radio, baseball is really good to listen to because it fills the time. Yes. But to watch it on TV, I can't do it. I, See, and
0: I don't want to listen to football on the radio.
1: Well, I'd rather watch it, but at least I do listen to it some if I, ha- if I well, have Well, you were traveling
0: trace. for Sunday night, weren't you? Yes. Did you listen to it?
1: Just all of it.
0: Hmm.
1: See, I don't think I'd like that as much. Who, who was playing even? I can't remember. Sunday night. Pittsburgh and San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did listen to it because Devlin was co- pitching, That's or right. quarterbacking, god dang it. And so I did listen to it.
0: Is he starting again this week or is Mason Reed I don't know.
1: Back? I don't know. I think, I think he's playing again. I mean, shit, they went one-and-one one with him, and he almost – if Juju don't fumble the ball in overtime, then he's probably 2-0 and, 2 0. and 0 as a quarterback when of the games he's played. You know what? That's a kid. He's been on the podcast with us. He went as a undrafted free agent out of Sanford, Not Stamford, but Samford. Samford. Uh, Goes to the, the deal. He's going to be their fourth quarterback. They already got three guys that have been on the roster for at a least – long time. At least three years.
0: <clears throat> well, two years – uh, this will be off second, second year. year, yeah.
1: But that, but was a first a second round draft pick, high dollar. Yeah. So you know he was sitting behind the eight ball. You got Ben Roethlisberger who hadn't missed a fucking game in fifteen years, probably. And then
0: no, he's missed quite
1: a bit the last. Roethlisberger probably. has he's missed several. But <clears throat> well, there for a long time he didn't. But the way he yeah. plays, he's going to get hurt. But anyways, has got Roethlisberger gets knocked out for the year. Then the backup kid gets his fucking bell rung, mm. and Ugly. then this kid's quarterback. Not like, only
0: that foals had to get hurt because pittsburgh had to trade dobbs to jacksonville yes
1: so it's all been a deal that happened but it all worked out for this kid so maybe and now he's be a- starting on primetime Sunday, and he got the game ball yep maybe he'll end up in the nfl hall of fame and he may never get to quarterback again again I know. you just never know but it's a good story it's a good american story okay let's talk a little water faster. everybody's listening for anyways right now we have just had the first big snowstorm that I can remember in a long time in October. And I, I can't remember. It's been a long time since we had a really big one. But parts of North Dakota around Devil's Lake had three foot of snow. Crazy. And, uh, and I know a lot of guys that were up there.
0: Randy Gary, where is he at? He
1: was at, he was at Devil's Lake, somewhere around that somewhere area. Around I don't know exactly how close, but they showed their door. They had to snow mm-hmm. shovel out. Yeah, it was waist deep. Four times a day they had to shovel it out so they could keep it so they could get out of the house. That would suck on a vacation to go hunting somewhere.
0: Uh, Fox leaves tomorrow for South Dakota. It's gonna be wet. He's worried that it's. Uh, he's worried that they're gonna skip North Dakota or South Dakota.
1: A lot of birds that are in Canada now are gonna fly to Devils Lake, North Dakota, where they go to a big bunch of them, and there's not, the food's gonna be covered up. Yeah, I don't. I I can't imagine I'm not there. I don't know, and I'm sure someone's gonna call and correct us because we get corrected all the time. But I can't imagine if they had three foot of snow. That that snow is going to melt away right now because I don't think I'm going to look at the temperature up there right now, but I just can't imagine that it's going to be warm enough to get rid of all that snow. It's going to cover a lot of food up, I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, he's nervous. I, I, you know, it's either going to be great or it's—I mean, I don't know—and I don't know, you know, where he's going in relation to the snow line because if I'm not mistaken, they had uh, eight
1: inches of snow where he's going. I think is the what he western.
0: Told me. Oh, really? Uh uh-huh. huh
1: i don't know i'm sure some of the fields have cleared off
0: those big drifts aren't going to go anywhere
1: 50 and 39 38 35 35 42 for the high yeah 42 for the high but the lows below is above freezing too so now they got the old blustery coming next week again up there so
0: we got a lot of specs here
1: yeah we got a lot of ducks too a lot of ducks a lot of big ducks now, when I say big ducks this time of year, I'm talking about gadwalls, gadwalls pintails, yeah. and some wigeons. I'm not talking mallards. But lots of gadwalls here right now, which are a fun duck to shoot.
0: Well, I got any ducks fun to shoot.
1: We got a bunch of coonasses going to be here for opening weekend. So. He's cooking on Saturday. Yep. Big gray ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I forgot what he told me he's cooking. He's cooking a, a boudin king cake, whatever that is. I like boudin, and I've never had king cake, but it's cake, so it's got to be good.
0: He told me, have beer, will travel. So... My kind of guy. It'll be fun. Those guys are always a yes. g- really good time.
1: Mike is a great, great guy. But True be- hunter, too. Yes.
0: I mean, he's all, you know, hunting and hunting and cooking afterwards is what he's all about. A little hey, bit of college football.
1: And we we talk about the – well, he's a big Saints fan, too. Well, uh, yeah. And obviously we're talking about the waterfowl hunting in North Dakota. Can you imagine what it did to all the pheasant places up there?
0: Yeah. yeah I, mean,
1: I mean, those people lost out on five days of work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, they're in a window up there, I would assume, on the waterfowl, that they're going to be really good from October 1st till Thanksgiving, I would say, is probably their window on a normal year. Because after Thanksgiving, I think you're probably, it's going to be froze up or should be on a regular normal year. So those guys lost basically a week of getting to hunt, of getting in or getting out. Yeah. And the people I know that were up there during that week, they didn't get to hunt at all.
0: Yeah, that sucks. I mean, because you plan you plan this basically a year in advance, so that everybody has the days off that they need, and then Mother Nature just dumps the snow on you, and you just can't get out. You can't go anywhere. You snowed mm. in. I've never been snowed in. Obviously.
1: Yeah, you have. When? The Christmas here about. Uh, we weren't two, snowed in. We
0: we got fox. We had eighteen inches of snow. Yeah, he but was we, here. We still got out.
1: He was here already.
0: I understand that he was at the lodge, and we left town and came and got him.
1: Well, but it was 18 inches of snow. You wouldn't have been traveling very far. No. Matter of fact, I think uh, Eric and we were living in Wichita and were trying to come back to Haskell to his family's house. And I think it took them like seven or eight hours to get from Wichita Falls. We had For us, we don't get big winter snowstorms often. And it just happened to be one of them deals where we got anywhere from a foot to 18 inches of snow overnight, but we had 70 mile an hour north winds. Mm. and that shut us down i mean we just don't see shit like that for us as a business we were lucky it was over christmas break it hit on christmas eve morning yep and it didn't and so by the time 27th when we started hunting again the roads were clear Well, we had snow on the ground there all the feb all of january
0: Mm -hmm. well that's a fucking pain in the ass too i'd rather have it or not that in between shit just kills us
1: so, would you want to hunt in Minnesota like they do up there, where they're, where, where it's a yeah. constant whiteout all winter?
0: Yeah, they get snow and they've got these pits. It'd be fine. <clears throat> the in between stage is what kills us. Whenever it starts melting and you get these big brown spots, and then, you know, you get us going in and out. I mean,
1: it. it, it and the ground soggy.
0: The ground soggy. It's a pain in the ass to get out there. It's a pain in the ass to hide. Luckily, you know, now we have the A frame, so we can do that. But. Still, I mean it's just you got to blend in that big A frame. You got to find snow and pack it in there and try to make it look as natural as you can, but a place like Minnesota that has snow year round and a pit, well you're basically set. Your hide is done. It's easy. And there's plenty of snow to grab from when when it starts melting here and you got to brush in that A frame and you got to put some snow on it. Fuck, you might have to it, that might be the thing you you assign one guide to go do, just fucking get as much snow as you can so we can make this look halfway decent. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, either all in or all out. Don't give me that melting bullshit, because it makes everything difficult.
1: Everything. Well, let's, let's talk about some things that not, that aren't affecting us that, that I find pretty interesting. I noticed they're wanting to close – they've closed some power plants in northern Illinois, and they're going to close maybe a couple of nuclear power plants up that way, which I guess the other one's probably nuclear. too. They may be coal. I don't know. But – those warm water lakes that are up there, that's got to make a big difference on the found in southern Illinois. Good. Because yeah. places that have had water open for years now aren't going to have them.
0: All depends on the weather. If it's going to get cold enough to to, to to lock it up, then, yeah, it'll it'll affect it. But if well, we have a mild winter...
1: Well, I think even on a mild winter, those places are staying open because the water's above so? tip freezing.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I just... We've had a lot of mild winters where... Things were staying open a lot longer than they should.
1: You know, we've had a north wind here now three times in the last 12 days.
0: Didn't have any in September. No, And I don't, you know, we've been been going through the absolute worst dove season we have ever had.
1: Oh, by far.
0: Um, All September we weren't getting this north wind and we were just thinking, you know, if we can ever get a north wind, we'll get those northern birds. We'll get those northern dove. I don't, we have not, we've had three north winds. We have not seen any extra dove. I don't think. There's any dove to be had. I'm thinking a lot of those thunderstorms the whole way up knocked
1: out the dove. It may have because there hasn't been the dove population that we normally I have. I mean, normally
0: with a north wind, you're con, you know, you're getting fresh. You, you-, you notice, like, oh shit, we got a lot of dove here right now. Even in January, we are covered with dove. Always right. in December, and that's yet to be seen, of course. But it just, even with the north winds, we've not seen. The dove like we should have. So that's leading me to believe that maybe Kansas and Nebraska really didn't have a whole lot of dove to push down. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen the dove that we normally have. We yeah. see them here now, Tony? Yeah. They're here now? Tony said they're here now. I saw
0: three in the driveway, so they must really be thick.
1: The what is? The Hern's loaded. Okay. Yeah. Well we've sowed wheat now, we're just our wheat. There's well but but we've had, this is the worst dove and season now it's we October have ever October. Yep, and we finally maybe have some birds here. And we're dove hunting this weekend. And really? Yeah, or next weekend. I'm sorry. Next weekend we Mike have dove and hunters. The Mike and then we're going to dove and duck. So hopefully we'll have a bunch of dove around then still. Um, and we've got two fronts between now and then. That ought to push in. A lot of geese here, which that's not unusual for us this time of year. It's mostly all specs.
0: Lou still need a bath, Jeff. Yes.
1: Oh, he does need a bath. Let me tell you something. I had to watch Andy's dog yesterday. There is not a fatter working lab in the United States than your dog. I gave him a bath yesterday. You just you didn't
0: it. fucking give him no bath. His hair's falling out on his tail. I wonder why? I don't know. I because when he hunt, when he's when he's in the hole with me, because uh, he sits between my legs, I grab his tail. Maybe you pulled the hair off of it. Well, like it was kind of weird, but like his whole fucking tail, like right on the top, it's it's all falling out. I don't know. Staying, staying in that crate over there while I was having LASIK probably didn't help the cause. He didn't
1: stay in it all the time though. He oh, was he didn't? out. No, he don't have staying it very often. I don't I don't know what's going on.
0: He's not losing it anywhere else.
1: Well, he's not losing any weight. He sounds worse than I do walking up six flights of stairs. Oh, he does not. Yes, he does. <gasps> sounds like the girl on the fucking next Friday, the fat baby girl, or whatever her name is, chasing my caps around the car. Those are some candy, and she's happy. That's <laughs> about what that's what Lou sounded like.
0: We're working on him. <clears throat> we got duck hunts next weekend. He'll lose a little bit then. We're going to train during the week. He'll be ready. That the, And that's the good thing about here is we don't have the Canada's early season, so it's mostly specs. Um, So you can kind of gradually work him in. You know, it's not, it's not 75 birds the first day. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, 15, 20, 30. And that's always nice. That's always a nice kind of number to start out at.
1: And seven days a week just about.
0: Right. So he'll work it off gradually is the good thing. Usually by about Thanksgiving we have a, a big number of candidates here and you know, that's three weeks of seven days a week that, that he'll get to that he'll get to work it off.
1: We're gonna get back to a regular he'll be fine. uh podcast type schedule now. Me and Andy are done with all of our vacations and being gone and getting our eye operated on.
0: Everybody uh, asked if I was getting a vasectomy.
1: I told everybody he was getting a penis pump put in. Because
0: Jesse, my wife, posted on hers, uh, you know, she's got her own business. So she said, if anybody needs me, Andy's having a procedure next week. And everybody, what are you getting done? The vasectomy?
1: Yeah, me and mom were in New Orleans. And mom had two calls, make sure nothing's wrong with you. Really? Yeah. Well, that's nice. Because I heard care. mom on the phone, and she's like, oh, good God. No, thank you so much for asking. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, what's happening now? <laughs> and she said, oh, people calling and checking on Andy. She goes, did you put something about Andy having an operation? I said no. I said well, what happened, and then it was over that because Jesse had put that down. So everybody thought something was wrong with you. Nothing wrong with
0: me. Just can see now. If the zombie apocalypse happened, this is the main reason. That, you know, come to find out, Jesse's just using me. If the zombie apocalypse happens. I can see. I can see through it. I don't have to worry about my glasses breaking and being blind. Well, unlike some people,
1: let's let, let's let's talk about. You'd w- be fucked. Weird. Oh fuck yeah, I wouldn't. There ain't gonna be no zombie apocalypse. Well, cop- you never know. Yes, I do. Uh, Any kind
0: of apocalypse, the I, market crashing, anything.
1: We have lots of ammo. Matter of fact, I just we just got two cases of boss ammo in yesterday, yeah. so they are for somebody else.
0: Put that copper plating in their ass.
1: And the people that are coming on hunting that are buying that boss, and you're coming here to the lodge, they will sh- direct ship to the lodge for you. And I got two cases yesterday, and supposed to about ten or twelve more are supposed to be here in the next day or two. Uh. Went and seen the movie The Joker this weekend. Payne, we went and seen Payne in Florida, and we went to that movie. And then Andy and Jesse went to it. That is a weird fucking show, folks. It's dark. It is. I, I would not recommend taking it to having any kids go see it. And I, I'm just, I would never see it again. It I was, wouldn't. Either. It was not very entertaining. But it was. It's really a sad show. I actually felt sorry for the bastard. <laughs> I did. There are. There's one scene in it that's really funny with a midget. Uh-huh. I love midget humor, so I enjoyed it. But You know the
0: guy that directed that directed the Hangover and uh Due Date?
1: I don't know if I've seen Due Date, I don't even know what Due Date is, but And um The Hangover School. Well Hangover and Old School are both great. Yeah. The Joker's not. It is a great show. I liked it. it. Historically it will be looked upon thirty years as a great movie probably. The guy that does the acting in that does a hell of a job. Joaquin Phoenix. What is what else is he in? He's in Gladiator. He's the bad guy in Gladiator.
0: Um, I mean, he's been in a bunch of shit. Um, he was in We on the Night with Mark Wahlberg. Steve uh, Steve Barber's son-in-law was producer of that movie.
1: Well, Paints said his new movie, sucks.
0: Ad Astra? Yes. With Brad Pitt?
1: Yes, Paints It's horrible.
0: Um, Joaquin Phoenix, he's been in a lot. Of, he kind of twisted off for a little while. He kind of got really, really weird before The Joker. I can't imagine <laughs> what he's like now. But uh, like had a big beard before big beards were cool, and he, he twisted off there.
1: He does a hell of a job in acting in that show, though. I
0: can't uh, that laugh that he got down. It seems painful to do. I mean, it, like you know when you when you laugh really really hard or something, like you start hurting after a while or coughing a lot, and you just kind of ache. That's kind of the laugh that he's got. It's just his big kind of deep fucking laugh. I, I, I couldn't imagine that being very good for you to do
1: for three months out of the year. Who's the sexy black chick that's in that movie?
0: <laughs> I don't know who she is.
1: <laughs> She's a pretty lady, though.
0: Yeah, she was. Um,
1: That was weird. Payne says that was a dream. It was. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And when it was over, I'm like, what the fuck? Just Spoiler tomorrow. alert. I just said it was a dream. I didn't say what it was a dream about.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... uh the. Th- th- See, and that's what made the Joker. And, I, and you know, they did it intentionally, but you can't tell what's a flashback, what's real, what's not real. And it's just his fucked up mind.
1: Yeah, he's a fucked up mind. But it, it was a good show for for cinematic. They done a hell of a job on it. Well, but it's a dark, and I wouldn't.
0: Well, what's crazy is that there, you know, there's people out there that live that life, just have nothing but fucking just getting beat down. At every fucking turn of their life. It, it's, it's Every turn of... There is nothing positive about
1: their life. It's not just people. I've had to deal with kids in court that way. I've you have had,
0: nothing? I, I had a No kid, safe haven.
1: I had a kid in court one time that, that had to go to a, a, a place. I'm trying to watch what I can say and what I can't say, but I gave him a book. Mm-hmm. A Harry Potter book. Mm-hmm. I like to read, and I read all the Harry Potter books. I know that makes me sound a little weird, but I did. And they were good books. But this was... 10, 12 years ago, but I went home and he was in the officer's office. I went home and got two books for him to take with him. Some bitch never brought me back my books either. I just thought, of. but anyways, <laughs> but I felt so sorry for him. But he was one of those kids that never, ever, no got matter work. what happened to him from school to work, he got, he, you know, there's the Lucky Sperm Club. Yeah. And he's the Unlucky Sperm Club. Yeah. I have no idea where his sperm came from, probably. And just, a mom that's a real piece of shit and the kid's a burden to her. Yeah. She should never had him. She didn't want him and she lets him know that shit and just just hor I just feel so sorry for kids like that. And it's right back to one of them deals is, you know, then your grandparents get involved having to raise kids. And usually, not always, because I've had my ass reamed over this because I've said this before. But the law of averages. The law of averages is if a grandparent is raising a kid, they didn't done a better job with their own kids, they wouldn't be raising their grandkids' kids. Yeah. And that don't always happen because there are circumstances, and I know circumstances, where the grandkids the best things happen to the kids and they're there for them because the grandparents. The grandparents. But usually, usually, if the grandparent's raising a kid, something's fucked up with the parents. Now there are the ch- cases where someone passes away or whatever it is, but most times it's because their parents were fucked up. The grandparents raised them, so this was one of those type deals. But I felt so sorry for him because his whole life was just like that what I mean, mm-hmm. from the time he was born till the time that, and I think he's still probably you know incarcerated somewhere. <laughs> but it's he's never had a chance in life.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 unfortunate, but. You know, it, it just, and you know, you, you think of just anybody in New York City, just, you're just a fucking number. The system's going to beat you. It's just going to beat you down.
1: Those people don't know their neighbors. Yeah. That's what's crazy about stuff, because in in life, and, and and I tell you what, my life's the same way now. I don't know the people who live across the street from us. Wow. Well, but but for years, better. but for years it was the same people forever, and now it's been coming and going, people going and coming and going. I grew up, my same neighborhood I grew up in, the people that lived around me the whole time for my first 12 years of my life. I mean, you know that na- everybody talked outside and your neighbors and stuff and people in bigger cities they come and go so often that they don't know who their neighbors are yeah
0: but just it was a very very dark
1: movie um but do not take your kids
0: do you, you do They know, have
1: signs in y'all's theater saying that
0: no no it said i don't know if this was related to the joke or not but it said no child under five will be admitted to any rated r movie and then it said um purses and handbags will be inspected and this has a picture of the Joker so it was just the Joker movie P- uh, Purchases and handbags will be inspected no face paint no mask to R-
1: watch it R said that and it also said something about if anybody has someone in their party that's got psycho- psychiatric psycho- problems Psychosis. or something you know this movie's not for them and this movie's not for any children at all this is not a superhero fun movie or something like that yeah. and they had it all over the theater
0: I wonder if it'll win anything I've seen it, it has not gotten very good reviews the guy but usually these kind of fucked up movies, they win everything.
1: Oh, that guy that done the acting, he done a hell of a job. He played a fucked up person as good as you can play a fucked up person.
0: But you know, like we said, you're not gonna get a guy. You're not gonna get a guy as evil as the Joker by having this just this great life. It's not gonna happen. You you know, somebody that's got a great life doesn't go on to be one of the most evil persons. Evil, evil characters. Uh, in in history, I mean, it just doesn't happen. He's a guy that wants everybody to lose, including himself. He doesn't care about winning. It's not. It's not what his. It's not what he's about. He just wants everybody to lose. He wants everybody to suffer because that's all that he's known. You know, a guy that you know, a, a common criminal. You can understand him. He wants your car. He's going to get your car. Whatever he's got to take. The Joker, he's just he'll take a fucking car and then burn it two blocks down the road. It's not he's not a comedy. He's just suffering for suffering's sake is all that he's about. And it takes a lot of a lot of dark shit to get there. But he got there.
1: anyways, folks, that's my i mean, and there's another good movie it looks like coming out called Nineteen Seventeen about World War One. And I've seen on movies on the previews of the movies the mid they made a new midway. Yeah. That's, that's bitch. Out looks soon. damn good. I love stuff like that though. That's the kind of movies I want to go see. I
0: want to see The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. It's a Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie picture. I always like his shows. Snatch was a good one from Guy Ritchie. He does every everything he does is pretty good. I like the Sherlock Holmes. He did he directed Sherlock Holmes. Kind of has that uh twists and turn. But yeah, the gentleman with Matthew was it, was McConaughey.
1: Was that with uh Robert Downey Jr.? Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Yes. Those were good. Yeah. I just don't like very many movies today. Like I wouldn't have went and seen The Joker if Payne wouldn't want to go see it. Just like I went and seen The Avengers, whatever it is. I don't watch that shit. I don't know into any zombie shit, any kind of fucking, uh, any of that crap. I've been actually going back on Netflix, even. They got too many fucked up movies now coming out. They don't make enough movies about real shit. So it's all make believe crap. The Joker's real, Jeff. <laughs> no. Well, there's people that fucked up. Yes. But Batman's not real, no. and that shit's not, and so I don't like crap like that. No, but... Just like your zombie apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse, whatever it is. Don't care about that either.
0: See, I'm kind of waning on that.
1: <clears throat> you think there's going to be a zombie deal?
0: No, 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 no. no. I mean The Walking Dead. Not as in love with it as I used to be.
1: Well, after so many fucking zombies have died... They're stupid on that show. It'd be real simple. Get on a fucking boat. What are you going to do for food, Jeff? Yeah damn catch fish. <laughs> How do you think the Chinese have survived all this fucking time and the Vietnamese and the Taiwanese and everybody? If you got an ease on the end of it, you've been fucking fishing. Mm. You don't think so? No. Why? You can't feed the masses. There ain't no fucking masses.
0: The masses are the zombies. They've congregated now, Jeff. You haven't watched it in forever. There's fucking communities.
1: Okay. I watched four seasons of that shit on Netflix in about three days in the winter, about ten years ago.
0: It'll fuck with you.
1: And all I did was walk down my fucking street and I'd be seeing where fucking zombies would come and I'd find me an escape route. And I thought, quit watching this shit. <clears throat> but the very first show or second or third or fourth, the motherfucker's in a tank. He leaves a fucking tank. He didn't know how to drive it. He fucking learned. What are you going to do, get a ticket? He doesn't know how to drive it. That's what he should have done is drive that fucking tank everywhere. Or and go back to the tank. And then gas. How are you going to get gas to, to fuel the tank? They're driving fucking Winnebago's. See?
0: You just have no imagination.
1: No, I have used some common fucking sense. No imagination. Would you not get to a fucking boat and put a fucking boat in?
0: No, I would come out here and make a compound.
1: Ed, Ed's a, Ed if he on Walking Dead and that shit was real, would you not get a boat? Would you rather have a
0: boat or would you rather have a compound like the lodge here? I
1: want an aircraft destroyer. An <laughs> aircraft destroyer. <laughs> a big ass boat. That's
0: right. Ed, Ed, Ed wants his eight hours in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's right. He, he doesn't want to be woken up, he said. Doesn't want his sleep interrupted.
1: Or climb a fucking tree. They can't climb trees.
0: Then how you gonna get down?
1: You got You climb down just like you climb up. But you've got all
0: these walkers around you, Jeff. They
1: wouldn't even know you're up there if you climb up the street and go to sleep.
0: Hmm. I mean it's kinda really simple. Well, you know what, I hope we don't have to find out. I hope
1: we don't. Well you have better to hope if out. you do happen that me and Ed are leading you and that way you may be Yeah, we'll be climbing fucking trees. And going to an aircraft carrier. <sighs> yeah. Or a plane. will not they get a plane? They can fly. Ain't no motherfuckers flying around there. It's the dumbest fucking shit ever. And people it was not everyone one show in America for years. Yeah. People <sighs> loved it. People, people loved need, it. People need all in the family again. No. All right. Next week we're gonna have on a gentleman who Cut his leg off. Gary Ettinger.
0: Filson did a whole whole feature on him. I'm, be, I'm excited about that he'll one.
1: He'll be on the podcast with us next week. I talked to Charles Beatty today. How's he doing? How's he, his health? He's, he's, he's fighting cancer again. We're going to get him on. He's going to drive out here in the next week or two and sit down with us and tell us some stories. And He's got a lot of stories. That's too bad. Yeah. So we're going to have Charles Beatty on with us again here. At, probably in two weeks he'll be here. We'll have uh, Glenn Ettinger. Gary. Gary Ettinger. Be on with us, and we're going to talk about his his life, which is an amazing story. Um, we're going to have President Donald Trump on. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding about that. Anyways, that's what we're going to have, folks. We look forward to having everybody listen to us. We'll start doing more waterfowl related stuff. I've been out of town. Andy's had his penis pump surgery, mm-hmm. and so now we're back to normal schedule. The Big Hunker Lodge. I got my. We got our first guide, Bo Bo Pierce, will be here on Monday. He's going to help do pheasant hunts and do duck hunts. He will be here Monday, and then we'll start going from there. You think Ron greets him well? Yes. Really? I think Dad's at the point now. See, the, Bo's going to listen to this. He's like, oh, shit, what's wrong with Ron? Ron
0: is. Uh, Ron's he, done he, pheasant he, hunts forever. He, 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 he don't actually. don't like people stepping on his shit. This, the, this is the them. first
1: time that he's ever been uh, appreciative of having someone come help him. Really? He told me that. He said, yeah, I can't wait. Um, he he's scared you. Bo to death now.
0: Fuck, he'll be all right. right. I'm just, It is what it is usually Ron is not the most receptive to people. Petey
1: changes on his shit. huh <laughs> On his shit. He don't mind anybody being here. He loves the guy. Oh, yeah, he
0: loves every, yeah. He'll, But, yeah, it, it's going to.
1: If it's pheasant guy, it's always been his way to do it. But, no, he is, he is looking forward to Bo being here.
0: That's good. He, Bo, boy, he sure was upset about Oxel passing away.
1: Yeah. Dads took it pretty hard.
0: He got good news, though. He got, the, you know, down, no. downgraded to stage three cancer. He's excited about that.
1: We we will see how Dad does this season. I hope his his goal is to show me up and show me he can. Hold oh, he's here. going to, and I hope he can. He
0: told me. He said, "Fucking Jeff, for three years has been telling me I ain't doing this anymore," and I've told him every time, "You just hide and watch, cowboy."
1: Well, well, I hope he does. I hope he's doing it for ten more years. <laughs> but Dad's really slowed down. He's, I mean, yeah, he's
0: seventy five. Fuck, he's got. Hey, well, he's
1: got the body of a ninety eight year old.
0: <laughs> at least. Yeah. I mean he uh he has not taken care of himself. And now he's got all this. He's just a modern miracle. A modern miracle.
1: Man's had a fun, fun, fun life. They though. should
0: put him in the Smithsonian when he's all said and done. But yeah. I think he, he said he's gonna go duck hunting with me next weekend. If, if 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 it's an easy uh setup. One
1: day it will be. Yeah. So we'll see after that. I can put A
0: frames on the Hern.
1: I'd really like that. All right, and it's everybody. an easy
0: walk. It's a solid, solid walk.
1: We we will have updates next week on everything going on. Then opening weekend, we'll have updates on how that season's going, how we're starting off. Uh, you guys up north, don't shoot all them fuckers and send them down to us. We're ready. I saw. Uh, I, I waterfow, some More waterfowl shit. I saw George Scott talking about hunting at Cheyenne Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Did you read
0: that? I did not. Oh,
1: uh, it was a clusterfuck, it sounded like on there. I've had there. to
0: stay off. When was this? I've had to stay yeah, off I, of my your phone.
1: Your eyes weren't working. It was just, he was talking about last weekend, was opening up there and said a guy had a jet boat right oh. at 7.15, riding around everywhere, and he said guys had boats going what? back and forth. They went to the blind. They, they they stepped in their truck till 1 o'clock when the first group went out.
0: George Scott did. Mm-hmm.
1: And so they went out to their blind. Set up and then would run lights to run everybody off their area, so everybody would stay away. And he said, ten minutes before shooting times, at that the north thing. end of it started opening up with people shooting. And then after shooting time started, then this guy in his jet boat's late, and he comes in there just to be a dick. I probably just set up. Like the problem is, is there's a lot of guys out there, and probably some of them list here that have no fucking clue what they're doing. Yeah, and so they don't understand they're being disrespectful. They don't understand airboat. They is- don't understand you need to be, you know. Three or four hundred yards apart. Right. They just, there's things you can do to work with each other. And he, they shot 10 ducks, two guys. They had a good hunt, him That's and a his good son. Hunt. But it's a real good hunt. he just said that. And then Luke wrote under their Musgrove, a good yeah. friend of ours worked for here for a long time. And Luke said he heard it was a real clusterfuck that morning up there too. But it's public waters. Yeah. It's opening weekend. Yeah. It's mild temperatures. That's one thing about it. When it gets shitty and cold, you lose a lot of the amateur guys. You that, get the hardcore guys. Yes, the guys that really want a waterfowl hunt.
0: And those are usually the guys that have a little bit of common sense about them and a little bit of
1: respect. Yes, but the respect factor in our sport is really waning, and I think too much of it is this fucking Instagram shit. Zach touched on this. I listened to y'all's podcast when I was gone, and Zach was all mad because
0: He was fired up.
1: people that get all this attention, I guess is the word to use for it, that, that, that really don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, and, and 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 I think that a lot of these other guys see that, and they're like, "Well, hell, we shoot some birds," and then they right. want the same attention, by any means necessary.
0: Yeah, and is what's not good.
1: The the hunting, the story of the dead pile of birds is not the story. Yeah, the story is everything that went into hunting that morning. And and, and until you get older, I don't think you realize that as much. Um, I know a lot of guys that have been on the podcast with us that are older guys, and I know some younger guys, too, that they understand that, that George Scott's a good example. He he he. George was not wanting to go hunt, and sleep in a truck till one o'clock in the morning. He said that in his little deal he talked about. It. But it was time for him to spend with his son. Right. And that meant more to him, no matter what they did. Yeah. And so the the experience of getting to be with his boy is what, what it was all about, but just that people around them that that are losing sight of that shit it reminds me of me when i was 16 17 18 when i first started hunting on my own all the time and could drive Mm -hmm. i would have walked through any place to get on to hunt and i was going to go to where the best place to hunt was well there wasn't as many hunters back then i didn't see a lot of guys waterfowl hunting when we waterfowl hunted right but i would have been that kid that was going to go hell or high water to go where it was at you know and if i had to wade across a river and my fucking waders one inch below the deal because i've done that before to get to the other side so I can get to a flat on the other side, I was going to do it. It didn't matter what it was. Well, I probably would have walked right through somebody's decoy spread to get to where I wanted to go. Even though I was going to go around just cause I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. you know?
0: uh, I think social media has kind of sped this process along. I think that there was there, you know, there's always, <clears throat> you know, just like you, you were talking, I think the, I think the, We're going to get a limit by any means necessary. Piss off whoever we have to piss off. I think that has been sped along by social media. I don't think that social media is the cause of this. Um, You know, you're going to... Any young person that is just starting out doesn't know what to do. So, you know, they're going to fuck up. They're going to piss people off. It's natural. I mean, just look when a new guide... Just look when a new guide service... We hadn't had it in a long time, but just look when a new guide service has started up here. They step on toes and they're kind you know, they're kinda of awkward and you know, they scout a field that they think is theirs and it's not. It's just uh I think these guys are gonna get figured out eventually. They're gonna figure it out eventually. They're gonna figure out the respect factor. Um I think it's a good thing that that young kids are kinda, you know, maybe this sport is gonna be saved and maybe you know, maybe social media is a catalyst to get more young kids into it. Hell, it ain't just young kids. I
1: know a lot of older guys in this business that don't <laughs> respect and, and and trespass and all kinds of shit they shouldn't do. I mean, it's nothing new and they always want to, I mean, there are some other outfitters out there that get busted for that every fucking year and they all, you know, they don't ever want to mention that shit, but when you go places you're not supposed to go, it makes it look bad for hunting, right. regardless of where you're at. But they're more worried about that picture to put out on social mm-hmm. media than they are doing what's right and what's wrong. Right. I mean- We've been doing this a long time, and we have never, ever had a ticket of any sorts on Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. I've had guides shoot over the limit one time because they miscounted, and that's mm-hmm. happened. And we've had days where we've shot one spec too many or something, and we've had guys get tickets for all kinds of shit. But we've never intentionally done anything right. to go, and especially a trespassing deal. And that just wears me the hell out. You don't go to places you're not supposed to go. And the biggest issue is, is they go to a farm and they call. In 2013, they call a farm and he said, oh, I don't mind if you go shoot. Well, fuck, five years later. Well, he told us we could go. Five years, you don't even know who the fuck farms it anymore. Right. Yeah. But, and that, that that stuff wears me out, but it's all about the getting the picture made. It's instead of taking a bad hunt somewhere because there's days you're just not going to. Guys have, don't
0: know how to take an L.
1: Yeah, you just some days are just bad days. We're going to hunt, guys. We're going to do our best job we can. We've got 37 fields to hunt, but the problem is not one of our fields has got birds using it. We're going to get as close to the traffic as we can, and, and and that happens on our deal, and we kill a lot of birds on those days. But there's some days we struggle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but they can't do that. I've known guys, and so they'll just, fuck it, we'll go hunt over here. We're not supposed to be in there, but we'll play dumb.
0: Right. But that, that's that's the one thing that I've noticed with these younger guys is they don't know how to take an L. And no. an L is what makes you a good waterfowl hunter. The more Ls that you can stack up and the more lessons that you can learn from those Ls, the better waterfowl hunter that you're going to be. Um, and, and coming into the season, that would be my number one thing is pay attention to what you're doing out there. As in the fact of don't do anything on accident and if you if you do something on accident and it works out, remember it and if you do something on purpose and it doesn't work out, remember it. I mean just figure you know pay attention to what you're doing pay attention to how you're setting up pay attention to how the birds are reacting. put that in your memory bank. It's a long season and there's a lot of lessons that you can learn. you can learn from the you you're gonna learn from the bad hunts way better than you learn from the good hunts because anybody, if you got a shit stack field, anybody can go shoot a limit out of it. Don't fucking kid yourself. Do you remember when you were a kid and
1: Felipe and Aaron worked for us? Yeah. There were some local kids, high school kids that worked for us. but <laughs> good employees I ever had would come to work and God almighty, oh they could work. All the high school kids we used to hire were good workers. But something had happened in town. Somebody got gotten an ass whooping and somebody had called the cops and then somebody wanted to pull a knife on somebody or some shit. I don't remember. And I remember Felipe, who was about 16 years old, he told me, he goes, you know what the problem is, Jeff? Well, I can't wait to hear this. This time I'm probably about thirty, and I think I know everything because a thirty year old thinks they know everything and they don't. And what the hell, Ollie is outside. And, and and the guy says, "People today just do not know how to take an ass whooping." It's true. And I said, "Boy, that is the damn truth right there."
0: Yeah, but I mean, just don't do anything on accident this season. Make everything on purpose. And like I said, if you just pay attention, if you do something on accident and it works out. Store it into your memory bank. If you do something on purpose and it doesn't work out, figure out how you can change it for the next time. Be Learn sane. something every every hunt.
1: And, and make the most of your opportunities, especially those hunting with your loved ones, because they're not going to be here forever. And until something bad happens or something is going to bad happen, you don't realize it a lot of times, make those memories happen. You know, when you're sitting in a blind and it's quiet, nothing's happening, and you're just talking, let that sink in that you're getting to spend time because life happens, your kids move off, they do stuff, and I'm getting old and sentimental now. Uh-huh. But you do notice more of the little things that used to not mean as much, I mean a lot I would give anything to go back to the times dad come in my office late for supper when he was guiding a pheasant hunt and fucking six o'clock to dad is six forty five. Uh-huh. And it used to wear me out and I get so mad. And I wish now I could go back to those days and just appreciate dad bringing in 12 guys with 60 pheasants or whatever and everybody's laughing and joking even though he's late for dinner and I'm pissed off at him for being late mm-hmm. I wish I could go back in all them days I could relive because them days aren't going to happen very much more. I'm or, sure
0: he'll piss you off again this season. Well he somehow. will
1: but but I'm not going to get as mad as I used to because I don't know more but take push. that take that to heart and learn from that because those days you're getting and those, those memories you're spending with your dad and your kids they're not going to be here forever. Nope. And make the most of them because they do. And and I have guys all the time that message me. You know, I lost my dad two years ago, or you know, my kid got killed in a wreck, or whatever it is. God dang, man, yeah. I, I can't imagine that. But be tough. Do do things with your your family and kids and remember them. I mean, we're, we're lucky. We've got tons of video, tons of podcast stuff with dad and the kids, everybody, and we get to talk about stuff and 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 we'll have memories forever that'll be on tape. So do stuff with your family and make the most of it don't have to be about shooting the limit always.
0: It ain't about the pile. Nope.
1: All right. Well, anyways, we've rambled for a long time today. God bless each and every one of y'all. Have a great, safe weekend, and we will have a new podcast out on Monday. Peace.